Good morning. This is uh, Pastor G. Sandal at North Valley Lutheran Church, the little white church in the valley. We are coming to you today speaking of the, the text from Acts 8. The Ethiopian eunuch is baptized. The story goes, as paraphrased, that an angel appeared to Philip. This angel told him to go down a desert road. And as he goes down this road, there happens to be an Ethiopian eunuch, a court official from Candace, who is going down the road. And he had come from Jerusalem where he had been worshiping. And he's reading from the book of Isaiah. Then the spirit tells Philip, go to the carriage. And he does. And Philip ran up and he says, do you understand what you're reading? And the Ethiopian says, how could I? He invited Philip in to explain what it meant. And Philip went on to, to open up these passages and these readings so they knew what was going on. The Ethiopian Red like a sheep, he was led to slaughter, and like a lamb silent before the shearer. So he does not open his mouth in his humiliation. Justice was denied him. Who can describe this generation? For his life is taken away from the earth. And he said, may I ask you, does the prophet say this about himself or about whom? And Philip goes on to explain to him about how Jesus was crucified and the good news of why. And, and it tied it into that all baptized would be baptized in Christ. And the Ethiopian says, look, there's water. What is to prevent us from me from being baptized right now? And the Philip and, and the Ethiopian went into the water and Philip baptized him. And immediately afterwards, Philip disappeared, but the Ethiopian went on his way rejoicing. The next uh, sentence says that Philip ended up over um, 63 miles away. So what does this text have to say to us today? Well, anytime that we have an angel appearing, you know something big's going to go on. And yet, why would Philip believe? Why would any of us believe? I once had GPS telling me to go down a dirt road, and I went, would I go if it was an angel? Oh, if we don't know what we do. But we need to be open and trusting. And I think that's what the text is all about. And it's the key to what God wants them to be willing to do. How do we remain open in a new experience like this? It's hard to believe that God is contacting us in such a, 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 a visual way. Can we believe it or would we shut the door? Would we say it really didn't happen? Are we willing and open to hearing a message like this? But Philip, he just trusted that angel and followed directions. Not knowing what to do, he's walking along. Have you ever been on that road by yourself, lost and alone, wondering, following Jesus, maybe, hopefully, and then something happens and you know you're in the right place at the right time?
This carriage comes along, and a person's reading out loud from the book of Isaiah. Well, Philip knew a little bit about the book of Isaiah, and he knew all about Scripture, and he is filled with the Holy Spirit. And that Holy Spirit told him, go catch up to that chariot. Even though he could be taking his life in his hands because there are archers that could be protecting that carriage, he still ran up to the carriage and he said to the Ethiopian, he said, do you understand what you're reading? And well, it turns out that this carriage had been in Jerusalem. They were there sitting at the vestibule, but he's eunuch. Eunuchs were not allowed into the temple where they explained scripture, where they explain readings. And, you know, as being an Ethiopian, that just means it's, it's a, a group of people, Ethiopians, they're not necessarily where, and the meaning means the dark face, burnt face, a dark complected person. And they probably was from Nubia. And he had a female warrior ruler named Candake. And in order to be a treasurer for her, he had to be a eunuch. And man of great power, but he also was a man of great shame and often was treated like a tool and shamed. Well, this eunuch was not able to worship in the temple because he was a eunuch. And against in Deuteronomy 23, it says they're not allowed. So he was at the festival, couldn't worship, and you just wonder, why did he even go? Well, why would he even be Jewish? Why would he even go? It turns out that, you know, a long time ago, do you remember how the story went? The Queen of Sheba was married to Solomon, who was Jewish, right? And they had a son, Memelech. So the population of Ethiopian Jews grew quite large. In fact, there's a recent story about how 125,000 migrated to Israel recently. So that's in the last 20 years. So there still is a large population of Jewish there. When the eunuch got to the celebration, he wasn't allowed. So here he is wondering what it all means. It seemed that angels seemed to know what it was doing when it sent Philip down this road, putting Philip in the right place at the right time to explain all these words and what they meant. Did you ever have that moment when you knew where you were at the right place at the right time? Your knowledge, experience all fit and was together. Sometimes we just need to be affirmed in all of that. In this case, Philip reviewed and explained the scripture, and he was reading from Isaiah 53, but it continues on into 56 that talks about being a eunuch. The Lord said to the eunuch, you keep my Sabbath, who chose the things that please me and hold fast my covenant, and I will give you a house and within my walls a monument and a name better than sons and daughters. I will give them an everlasting name that shall not be cut off. See it. Isaiah had the words, both in scripture about Jesus coming, but also in taking care of people that are different. Philip must have covered all this information and explained it to uh, the eunuch. 
how Jesus came like a sheep, was slaughtered, humiliated, and died. And then he, he, he began to proclaim he, to him the good news that this death was good news, that he died so that we could live, be free from sin and brokenness, and filled with relationship with God. Well, that's something this Ethiopian was really willing to have, have that love and grace and peace that he could get with a relationship with God because he'd been put down and separated so badly. God's grace, he was told, came through the water and the word in baptism. With Jesus, he could get his dignity back. And as luck would have it, Poof, there is some water in the middle of a desert road. Go figure. The eunuch asked, can I be baptized? Why not? I personally have baptized in all kinds of lakes. So Philip took the eunuch and he was baptized immediately disappeared and turns up 63 miles northwest of Jerusalem. What a leap of faith and what a way to happen. Did this really happen though? It seems so surreal. Did you know that by the year 325 AD after Christ, their Ethiopians were all Christians? So did this eunuch go back and teach and preach about Christianity and what it meant? Even after the area was attacked by Islams and began to, but the Christianity continued to spread. You know, being in the southern area, they became part of the Coptic Catholics, and they also continue throughout the Midwest today. We always think that we've got a corner on things, but these guys were Christians before Europe even heard about Christianity. So how does this apply to you and me today? How can we talk about being open and trusting the Lord like Philip? We can talk about God using us at a right time and place. How can we be open to grow like the eunuch? How are we open to the Holy Spirit entering us on our journey? Now, both these men seem to be open to hearing God's direct call to them. Where is it that we are being open? Our church today continues to, with the uh, Northwest Assembly of the ELCA, continues to look at ways that we can honor those differences of other people. We recently passed two resolutions, one about examining our biases towards racism. As, as people of God, we don't think that we are, and yet we realize that it's indoctrinated in our stereotypes learned in our society. Some pastors recently read the book, The Trouble I've Seen, and that really fleshes open and breaks open how racism is in us and that we could maybe do a book club. Another resolution asked us to be reconciling in Christ, welcoming all people of LGBTQI into our community. You know, how can we be the church of God? Just like the unit felt rejected, so do these people today. And how can we be welcoming? Maybe your new pastor even would be of this congregation. Can we be open to talk about discussions of what a welcoming church looks like?
Philip and the eunuch were open to listening to one another. They started with questions. Our church and our transition team continue to look at this as accepting and generous and willing. I think our community is very accepting, generous, and willing to grow in faith and welcome to all people. Let's continue to talk about it.